host of Wine Library TV, a.k.a. WLTV, and this is BBQ Central. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Widely considered to be the barbecue capital of the North Coast. By the way, I'm your program host, Greg Rippy. Happy to have you aboard here. You want to jump in? Love to have your phone calls, 216-777-2120. Again, 216-777-2120. Best time for phone call now, or in a little bit from now, top of the second hour, because we're loaded up with guests here otherwise. Here's how you get in touch with me through the email. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com. Or on the Twitter and Instagrams at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, he is a semi-recurring guest. Not to peel back the curtain here too much because this project is in its very infancy, infancy or infancy, rudimentary stages cobblings together of a guest hall of fame number of different segments that we're talking about here best recurring guests best semi-recurring guests best one-off guests compiling a list together me and the embedded correspondents and some of the other folks in the inner circle of the barbecue central show those that have a very well-versed and steeped background within the show that can recall a lot of potentially useless data, as it were. And we're doing what will inevitably be some kind of Hall of Fame of guests. And this guy, right off the bat, was thrown out as rec- semi-recurring guest that could be in that barbecue recurring guest Hall of Fame. Or- of course, you know, I'm always hung up on any barbecue Hall of Fame because I love it. Sam Zion, a.k.a. Sam the Cooking Guy. He's in. So very much looking forward to talking with Sam, catching up with him. He's got a number of different projects going on. Of course, he's got the TV show. Most recently, he opened up a restaurant out in Southern California. Not Not Tacos. We talked about that a couple months ago. Getting ready when he was... Maybe a week away from launch or two weeks away from launch. Maybe a little longer than that. 
So now we'll do a quick uh, quick peek in, see how real life is treating him, things going on with the restaurant and so forth. And we'll talk a little bit about Labor Day recipes. We'll talk about some cocktails if you're into that. We're also going to be talking about some of the big stuff. Okay? So I just want you to be aware things are going to be happening wild and crazy. Then, so that's Sam, all first hour. No meathead this month. We may or may not discuss that, but thoughts and uh, good well wishes going out to meathead, not for him specifically, but some uh, for somebody in his family. And then we'll move into the second hour where we will be joined by somebody who is, and a term I love to say, shaking the very foundations of the barbecue and grilling culture, notably the slow and low barbecue culture. I don't know if you've been keeping track about new items that are hitting the market these days, cookers especially. I do, and I was forwarded this by a centralite, a loyal centralite. He said, hey, have you checked out the K-Rig smoker yet? Gave me a link. Right on. K-Rig pressure smoker. Uh What? K-Rig pressure smoker. So I did a little reconnaissance, did a little due diligence, as I like to use that term with my youngest daughter. Find out this guy named Kyle Riggin is the guy that I want to get in contact with. Lo and behold, a handful of weeks later, we got Kyle on. We're going to be talking about the K-Rig Pressure Barbecue Pit Cooker. It's a lot to say. And I have him for the balance of the second hour. So definitely first interview segment, potentially into the second, depending on if you have questions or comments. Don't forget, you can hit me on the email. You can call in 216-777-2120. All right. Let's go to... Let's take a phone call. Why not? I told you to hit me up in that first. In the open, you did it. Let's go to... It says... uh, Here we go. Let's go to a second week of stories from the smokers. Hello. <laughs> no, the, the, I think you got something wrong with your phones again, oh. uh, Greg. This is Stover. Stover! Sorry. Sorry. My bad. I did hear that segment uh, last week, and yeah. I'm trying to find stories from the smokers on iTunes, but I think like your show, they disappeared. Yeah, it was kind of a tragedy for Hopefully my show specifically. That was quite a tragedy for me. It sounds like a great show and a very knowledgeable host. You can trust what Yoni has to say. I mean, Yoni. <laughs> Who? Look at that. Hey, All right, so what's going I have on? a real story to tell you. Go ahead, Greg, uh, That happened today. This is going to sound made up. Is this breaking news? I have news? a seven-pound dog. This is, well, it's, it's only news to me, but you know I like <laughs> to announce my life events on your show. Yeah, that's right. I have a seven-pound dog. All right. She is now eight pounds because she got into my pork butt. What? I'm not joking. We took her to the dog doctor today. Out of fear she of life? Pound. You think she, she overweight? into a ball. Oh, my God. Seven-pound dog. I, took- I mean, come on. What are you talking? You know your your fiancé was the, the, the ruler of that. No man would ever buy a seven-pound dog. Let's be honest. I, she came with the relationship, and I love her. Yeah. I was horrified. <laughs> I want to warn people. You, you think your little dog won't do that? You were horrified that she sizes her. You were horrified that she pulled through the pork eating experience. That's what you're saying. 
<laughs> he pulled right through that yeah. pork eating experience. Damn it. I, I mean, thank goodness. Kick, wow. What kind of a dog is it? <laughs> it's a chihuahua. Oh, I chihuahua? I chihuahua. All right, so here's what Stole you're saying. Texas and brought her up to Portland. You you at some point did a pork butt. Did you do a pork butt cook today? No, no, this was an old one I was getting rid of that I didn't finish because oh, I, no. I, I eat. There's not enough people that like barbecue here. I need I need people to eat what I'm making. All right, so it was left out, or the, did the dog root into trouble? I had stepped outside and I was about to take oh, the trash out. Wow. And it didn't even take long to come back in and find it hmm. in disarray. Well, I don't want to be the and, bearer uh, of bad tidings. I don't want to be the bearer of bad tidings, Stover, but this doesn't bode well for your upcoming parental responsibilities. You're just going to leave that. Are kid. we announcing? You just. Oh. <laughs> what? We're not announcing anything. Yeah, no, 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 right. no, no. I'm just saying if you're going to be having kids. This doesn't bode well for you and Cassidy's parental, well, mostly just you. I would imagine Cassidy would have been a little more forward-thinking, but you can't, if you ever had a kid, you couldn't just leave it rolling around on the floor and step out for a second, right? I hope you know that. And you know my kid would get right into that pork butt. Yeah, the kid would just roll right over to that Traeger Pro 34, and there you go. Craziness would ensue. Well, I I can... I can tell you that my impending child will have $564 less in their college. <laughs> wow. Oh, and five cents. And five cents. I'm looking at the bill right now. <laughs> Great. Well, it's a business write-off. Did you though, know, right? a, a doctor charges you $60 to shove a syringe in your dog and inject her full of fluid. Oh, you don't have to get me started on, uh, on vets. I mean, it's, it's highway robbery in its most legal form for whatever reason, but... You know, what can I tell you? Two cat. Here's a story. Two cats went to a veterinarian. $300 later, I got the bill. Yikes. For what? Cats. Well, I wanted to warn everyone, you know, don't leave your food out, people. All right. Learn from me. Food safety and pet safety. Yes. Yeah. I killed two birds with one stone and I almost killed my dog. Yeah, see? I'm glad we only did two birds instead of two birds and a dog. Well, uh, hopefully the dog's on the mend, and I appreciate you sharing this PSA with us, Dover. Hey, would you tell people that I'm no longer on the best barbecue show? Um, I think you just did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know, I've been saying, my my new favorite question is, where's Stover? (laughs) (laughs) Where is Stover? He's in the Pacific Northwest, right? That's right. All right. Happy. All right, check this out. Go talk to John. Make him happy. I got real business to attend to. Uh, public service announcement. Don't leave pork butt out if you have a dog. I'm not going to say it's specifically related to chihuahuas because I believe dogs would eat anything. Watch out. Safety first. Hey, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Southside Market and barbecue. Attention anyone who loves sausage and barbecue established in 1882. Southside Market is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas and has been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. Famous for the original beef sausage, coarse ground and a natural pork casing, the authentic Central Texas barbecue, absolutely. All meats included the prime briskets are slow smoked for many hours over real Texas post oak wood. They ship nationwide via the online store, southsidemarket.com. They also ship fresh and smoked sausage nationwide. Shipping customers can choose to order now 
and ship later. Include custom gift notes and mail multiple items to multiple addresses without additional shipping charges. How nice is that? All shipped items are vacuum sealed to ensure freshness and ease of preparation by the customer. Shipped in dry ice to complete to ensure complete freshness upon arrival. All meats are processed on their on-site USDA inspected facility. How many places have that? Few. On-site markets for fresh and smoked products. Custom orders welcome. There's two restaurants for you to try. Of course, Elgin since 1882 and Bastrop, Texas since 2014. Grocery distribution through Texas and many surrounding states. Here's the kicker. 10% off coupon for orders online. Use promo code BBQ Central Show. One word, lowercase, BBQ Central. Sorry, not show. BBQ Central. BBQ Central at SouthsideMarket.com. Get 10% off your entire online order. If you're interested in having their products be part of your product line you can do private labeling they're certainly open to that or they can custom make stuff if you have a recipe you want to do research and development or both sides of that they can do it hit them up again southsidemarket.com coupon code for 10 percent off your online purchase bbq central one word lowercase bbq central sam the cooking guy coming up right after this stick around we'll be right back Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue. That's right, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings. Barbecue sauces, grilling oils, all of Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as in backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood. Visit ButcherBBQ.com and stock up now. Always trust your butcher. My first guest tonight, multiple-time author, multiple-time multiple Emmy award-winning TV show host. You see him leading cooking classes, or potentially going to be a guest judge coming up this weekend. Well, no, sorry, not guest judge. We'll let we'll, we'll get into it. Don't worry. But tonight we're talking about a number of topics, not the least of which is getting an update on the new restaurant venture, Not Not Tacos. Let's go ahead and race to the Traeger Grills hotline and welcome friend of the show, Sam the Cooking Guy. Sam, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Hold on. I've got to fix my headphones. Wait, wait. Hold on. That's all right. It's not like we've been planning this for weeks and weeks on end. No problem. We didn't spend 20 minutes doing sound check last night for nothing, right? <laughs> What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, thank you. How come I can't see you? Uh, well, you know, I like as I was saying, that, well, let, hold on, let me see. Is that my problem? I don't know. Does this work? Is that better? No. No? I mean, I see you. It doesn't matter. I don't need to see you. All right. You can see, As long as you can see me. Yeah, I can see you perfectly. Uh, remember, when I was talking about the whole Skype upgrade, working with my... Yeah. video thing and you know whatever so gotta wait for I, the next update whatever 
Damn technology, am I right? Technology is the best until it doesn't work, and then it's the worst. God. You know, I saw the other day, I saw a payphone. A real payphone? A real payphone. And not only (laughs) did um, I laugh because I had no use for it. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't laugh, but I mean, it was amusing that there's still a few out there. But the idea of picking up a disgusting payphone. Really horrified. Yeah, so you never really knew, or did you always know that that was kind of a germy, icky situation, but when you're forced into it, you put it out of your mind? I think that's exactly right. And I'm not a germaphobe, but something came to mind when I saw that that horrified me. What? But you know what? Look, I I went to the supermarket today. I used a cart. I, I did not get one of those little wipes that they offer and clean off the handles and all the way. I just don't do that. So I don't know why that creeped me out, a payphone, but who knows? Uh, I'm trying to draw some type of supportive don't. correlation here, but I can't. You don't, so you don't need to. If you're not using the baby wipe across the handle on what I would imagine would be at least a million times more people putting their hands on than that payphone. I know. No help. That's the thing. That's yeah. why I, it's a, there's a disconnect. Yeah. That's all right. Same the cooking guy joining us here on the show. Thecookingguy.com, his website. Uh, the cooking guy nice. on a bunch of social media handles as well. So nice last, to be here. Last time you were on, Sam, you were just at the precipice of opening Not Not Tacos. Now we've broken the maiden. We've broke the maiden. And we're we've been in open business. for a month. Open for a month. So yeah. uh, four weeks in. Four weeks in. Go ahead. How's business? How's it trending, both from a you know, monetary success side and a social uh, side. Okay. Um, both doing well. Yeah. Selling selling many more tacos than we imagined. So I'm very, are, are, here's what I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. So you're game planning the whole concept of the taco. They're not, not tacos, but they're not your traditional tacos. Correct. What kind of a number is thrown out from a forecasting standpoint where you're like, hey, once we talking about that, why, get, why, you gotta, why, why do you got to ask me that question? I have to. I have to ask the hard hitting question. So it's like, okay. Well, how so, much did you make last year? I made $147,000. That's why I drive a Mercedes Benz to work and you drive a Hyundai. Can you name that movie? No. What movie is that? Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh my God! Wait, Co- coffee is for close. Yes, I can recite the whole nine minute. That, thing. By, by the way, for anybody that hasn't <laughs> seen the movie, yeah. let me say right now, get it. Yeah. Uh, drink scotch during it, <laughs> or bourbon, or something something brown. Yeah. The lights down low. It's it is not a Sunday morning sunshine oh, outside no. movie. No. If if you can wait till fall when it's raining. Now you got yourself perfect Glenn Gary Glenn Ross uh, watching weather. Yeah, it's a, as a as a sales professional, <laughs> I, I watch that the Alec Baldwin speech three or four Un- times a week. Unbelievable! He is unbelievable. Every actor in that movie, yeah, is absolutely oh, yeah. the best. Oh. and um, it, it's it is not, a, ladies and gentlemen, it is not uplifting in the least. No, so don't. Don't expect a uh, fun, joyous, yeah. honey, come on, let's watch this movie. Uh, Greg and Sam said it's excellent. It is excellent. Yeah. But it is not a honey, come watch this movie. No, you can tell because first place is a Cadillac. Second place is steak knives. 
Third place is you're fired. It's not like try again next month. It's you're fired. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it because you are going out. If you've ever been in sales, ever. Yeah, got to see it. This is something you have to see. Yeah. And if you've never been in sales, never. This will keep you out. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is something you must see. Yeah, it's yeah. that good. All right, so exactly. let's get back to the question at hand okay, here. So I'm which, not going to tell you numbers. I'm just right, going right. to say. Wait, but here, here was the question. Okay, go ahead. How many, like, do you say, okay, at, at the 400th taco of the day, we break even and everything is, then we start to turn a profit, or is it 600, Look, or is it 1,000? There, is, What's that there is a number, an average yes. number of tacos per day right? That, that we projected success at. All right. Making money, everybody happy. Yeah. Nobody getting rich. You know, it get rich in the restaurant business. You got to have, Oof. you know, a lot of them. Yeah. And they got to be successful. But, but, Right. But but everybody going home at the end of the day pretty happy. Yeah. Like we've been successful. So we're doing we're doing a bunch more than that. It's funny, I, I didn't I, I don't understand why you won't tell me what that number is. Like who cares? Why does it why does it matter? Who cares? You're right. I care. I don't know. I've just not <laughs> I've been asked three times now and I've said no every time. Well, so here's I just want to give you some insight into my thinking. Go ahead. At home, I could eat on a good day. Five tacos, loaded up, you know, not skimping, like loaded up, lettuce, mm. tomato, cheese, no onion, uh, the meat, all that stuff, the cojota cheese. I can eat five. So what, what, Wait, what was that cheese? Cajota. It's part German, part Mexican. So I'm thinking to myself, well, in a, in a scaled up restaurant, could it be... Yeah. Could it be hundreds or does it have to be thousands? I guess that's what I'm thinking of. Like, I just project out oh. wild. Uh, it's It's... It's a lot of tacos. Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're not going to get that. Know, look, <laughs> I don't know why I have to share that information. I'm not asking you to share the revenue stream or what the margin is. It's matter. just a number. Hey, come on. Does it matter? I mean, you do simple math. You could you figure it out. <laughs> All right. You're not stupid. You deal with big numbers. Oh, well, I'm pretty stupid. No, well, you're not. You saying that. No, you're much <laughs> smarter than I am. Look, let me just say All this. Right, go ahead. Let me say this about that. Yeah. So we imagine this number that would be here. Yeah. We sold this many tacos, we'd be happy. Um, we're selling many more tacos than that. Almost twice as many tacos as that. Really? Yeah. So we're very pleased. Um, what we didn't know was what, you know, like the most popular ones would be. Yeah. That you could never tell. I don't think we could tell that in advance because you know, all we have to go on is the tastings that we did. There was seven, eight of us and we all had, you know, what's your favorite, what's your favorite. And as we were tasting and we tasted in batches of about eight or nine with like three sessions and, um, you know, somebody would go, John would go, this is my favorite. And then the next time there'd be a different batch of eight or nine, and he go, "This is my favorite." I go, "Well, which one is your favorite?" He goes, "This one." And then like three tacos later, he goes, "No, this is my favorite." So that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. But you know, your group that you're surrounded with, there are no yes people because we're all invested in this. Yeah. But is that really the way it's going to go, or is everybody just stand around going? Holy f! This shit's great. Yeah, we can't make a mistake. 
I've said it many times before. People go into the restaurant business with the wrong idea in mind. People will sit in a restaurant, eat lasagna. The lasagna sucks. The husband may say to the wife, this lasagna is horrible. This restaurant is packed. Your lasagna is 10 times better than this. Imagine if we had a restaurant with your lasagna. Yeah. Let's open a restaurant. You know, Nemo's that closed a month ago is available. And it's been 10 things in the past five years. Right. It's close to our house. I can do my regular job and that. <laughs> you do the kitchen. I'll run the front of house and we'll be successful. Bam. And then they go in and they, they're, they're done in two months because... They haven't planned on the money. They haven't, they've changed the menu three times because things didn't sell the way they thought they would. So you don't know going in. And apart from there being a number that we thought we hoped we would hit per day of tacos, yeah. I, I didn't really give too much consideration to what would be the most popular or if really even if people would like them. And it wasn't an arrogance thing. There were too many other things, honestly, to worry about than whether people would like the food, which is maybe a stupid way to do this. I mean, don't people have to like the food most? Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> but for me, it was, you know, as we got closer, I knew the food was good. But, but you know, in that lasagna case, right. they know their food is good and they, they go belly up. So... I was convinced the food was good. I thought we'd be putting out a great product. My partners believe the same, maybe even more strongly than I. But as we got closer, for me, it became, holy shit, now it's not me making eight tacos <laughs> for friends. Now it's cooks that are being trained to make hundreds of tacos my way. Mm -hmm. Will they taste right? Will they be cooked right? Will they look right on the plate? And that's not an insignificant thing, man. It is not an insignificant thing. And fortunately, one of, one of our group have, has opened 40-plus restaurants. And he's got his shit down. I mean, you want to surround yourself with people that really know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Because we've had this conversation before. I did not know how to run a restaurant in fact, did not want to want to run a restaurant. And and really, it's not not tacos by Sam the cooking guy, but I have partners that are handling the running the restaurant part. Yeah. yeah. And I'm handling the food part, the personality, the branding, the marketing, the advertising. And marketing in the sense that I'm the face of it. There's a marketing person, Katie Barton, that does amazing things for us. There's nothing she can't do. And she she turns, you know, my ideas, her ideas into into reality. And it's fantastic. It takes a village, man. It really does. So as you're doing all this planning and now you're in it and you're in, let's say, at week two, is there a big unforeseen obstacle that comes up or because you have um, an experienced group with you, they were really able to plan for any pitfalls that might come up because of their experience before? Uh, here's the, the unforeseen obstacle was, was not week two. It was right away and it was not being prepped properly enough mm. for the volume we ended up doing. That was the problem. I, I'd, I'd come in, I, you know, I'm not there eight hours or 10 or 12 hours a day. Yep. I'd come in and I'd hear somebody go, 
86 the Sunday dinner. <laughs> and I'm looking around. I go, why, why are we 86 the Sunday dinner? We don't have any stuffing. Ooh. We didn't make enough stuffing? No. I mean, we'll, we'll make some now, but it's going to take, you know, like a while. I go, how do we not? That was the thing. We were getting railroaded by certain things. The Korean short rib taco is our number one seller by probably 40%. Wow. 40% over the next one, which is the Kelly shrimp taco. Hmm. It's another problem, by the way. But we didn't see that coming. And, and, the, and the short rib, is a, it's a process. We're not buying cooked fucking, you know, <laughs> marinated short rib. We're buying short rib. We're trimming it. Raw? We're, oh, yeah, raw. Yeah. Trimming the extra fat. Freezing it in um, in lengths about this long and about you know two and a half three inches square that long, wrapping it in saran and freezing it. Mm -hmm. Once it's frozen, we unwrap it, we put it on the slicer, and we slice it thin, and then we put our marinade that we make on it. We marinate it for at least you know four hours, you know, and then when it gets cooked. The raw short rib goes on the flat top. It cooks literally in about a minute and a half. And it's amazing. It's fantastic. But we're constantly running out. Wow. No, 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 no short rib. We had problems with that. Salmon, no, no, 80, 86 the salmon. I go, fuck the 86. What is going on? And it took us, it took us two and a half weeks to really get our prep game strong and, and reliable. So can you... Over prepare. In other words, there, uh, there's probably a pretty good feeling that you know at least for those first handful of days, because who you are and the following that you have, you're probably going to start out all right. So, yeah. is there a, a running of or or a hedging of how much do we want to run with initially because it might start to peel back after week two or three and uh, become Dude, whatever we were, normal? We were, would we were, be? Frankly, we were just caught with our pants down. Yeah. Based on those initial numbers that somebody else came up with, I didn't come up with that. As far as what would be a favorite and what wouldn't, and, and, yeah, and how yeah. many of them we'd sell. Yeah, but if we're selling almost twice as many as we imagined, that was the position we were in day one, hmm. and we never knew what would be the favorite. We never knew Korean short rib would sell almost twice as many as its next closest competitor. Can you place any? validity in the fact that you hear short rib and somehow people are just turning that into what is really the most popular way to to cook right now which is barbecue and and you're riding that wave at this point yeah you know what so here's you know the top two tacos are, are the shrimp called kelly shrimp named after my wife because if i didn't i'd yeah. probably be sleeping on the couch it's pretty hot too she's thank you yeah. um and and the short rib and one of my partners says this he goes look in the beginning, he said this, and now it seems to just be happening. But he goes, I think they are number one and two, respectively, because they're known things. Hmm. People love short rib, right? Yeah. I I'm guessing a ridiculously large part of your audience loves short rib because who doesn't love a short rib, right? Mashed potatoes, however, the grill, however you're going to do them. Yep. They're glazed, they're whatever. It's great meat. It's the it's delicious, right? It's unctuous, I like to say. 
So it's a known thing. Shrimp in a taco is a known thing. We don't do a Mexican version of it, but it's still people get it. So here's the rest of the menu. A meatloaf taco, curried egg salad, (laughs) Sunday, Sunday chicken dinner, which is, you know, stuffing and chicken and this really delicious sage gravy that we make from scratch. Thank you very much. Pastrami. And I think his thinking was people are looking at this and going, pastrami, what the the F is that? How is that a taco? How is meatloaf a freaking taco? It's not not a taco. It's not not. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Shrimp, I understand. And short rib, I understand. I'll take one of each of those, please. But whatever his thinking was, however it went, is now blown out the window because those are still... Number one and two. Same to and you. now we're repeat customers, so it's not like just new people are coming in. Do you wish that you would have had your own space at this point, or is the hall scene still? Uh, the, I think the hall scene, so for those that don't know, there's six restaurants in this food hall. It's not that big. I don't know. It's maybe 5,500 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it was a really good way to, to test the, the concept, you know? It would have been too scary going full restaurant, Greg. Which I love the idea of. I love the idea of flushing out the menu mm-hmm. to have things that complement the tacos. Sides, salads, booze, that kind of thing. So that, that, that may come. Is that like in discussion now, or was that always a part of, if this works, uh, let's contingency I think, plan? I think the, the thinking always was, if this works, there could be more, mm. or should be more if it works. But I don't know that we said what it would look like. For me, it looks a little more uh, a restaurant-like than this. Like we're dealing in literally... Our cooking, our our whole cooking area, is about two hundred and thirty square feet. Oh wow, that's ten by twenty three. Yeah, it's not very big. It's tiny, and our tacos, while while the, there, there's a few components to each, but it just takes a bit. You know, the pastrami taco has the, this amazing pastrami that goes on the flat top. It cooks, it cooks, you flip it. I mean, really, it cooks in about a minute. Yeah. You flip it, you put a piece of Munster cheese on it, you hit the edges with a little uh, uh, water from a squeeze bottle, you put a lid on it, it melts the cheese beautifully. You take a cooked tortilla, you put this mustard horseradish on it, so that's one component. Yeah. That, then you put this coleslaw, this peppery celery seed coleslaw on it, then the, then the pastrami and the cheese on top of that. Then it gets crispy onions and it gets dill pickles. And so, you know, one of, one of my partners is fond of saying, look, we have 11 tacos, but we have, you know, 58 things that go into those. <laughs> but those 58 things are not single 58 items. You know, the Korean short rib has sour cream on the tortilla and this gochujang sauce that we made it's a korean pepper paste mixed with three other things yep. so there's four things in the sauce and the sour cream those go on the bottom 
then then green onion and jicama, then the short rib that's been marinated in seven things, and then crispy panko, which is not regular panko. We make it crispy, and then green onion. So, I mean, cut green onion. So there's a lot of shit that goes into our taco. It's not Taco Bell fat. It is not Taco Bell, no. Slap it in, slap it around, wrap it, and away you go. No, it is not. It's It's a lot of work, and we're very... We really like it. But so, you know, the idea that we would have more space and be able to flush out the concept a little more and start to do other things, you can't do just, I don't think you could do just a whole restaurant with only tacos. That's why you need salads to go with it and sides to go with it and stuff like that. Mm. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's all good. It's all, look, it's all good. We have great problems of having to figure out, you know, how to, how to handle the stuff. And now tomorrow, uh, at the end of our first month, we're introducing our first limited time offer taco. Like a seasonal kind of thing? Mm. Or just limited this time? One we do, the, the idea was originally limited time offer in, in that it would be on the menu for, you know, two, three, four weeks. Yeah. We think it needs four weeks to really get some traction and give us a sense of how popular it is. And whether it comes back, um, and it's uh, w- uh, the food hall is in San Diego's Little Italy, mm-hmm. a really significant Little Italy in this country, one of the most significant, really active association, and and anyway, it's great. So uh, I've coined the phrase is the official taco of Little Italy. It's an eggplant parmesan taco oh, that we will dear. be de- debuting tomorrow night. So, look, it's we put shit in a taco that maybe other people don't, but why can't you? This was supposed to be a chicken parm taco. Yeah. And our, my, our group came over here, and um, I made a chicken parm taco. We all stood around and went, holy shit, it's freaking delicious. And I said, okay, so look, just keep that in your mind. I'm going to try one more thing. I'm a fan of an egg eggplant parmesan, but I do a grilled eggplant parm. All right. So for your listeners or your viewers, we'll call them fans. Fans. <laughs> your fans. Thanks. Uh, I get my grill going. I put a uh, like a half inch slice of eggplant on it. You know, right out of the globe eggplant slice. Yep. Little olive oil, salt, pepper goes in. When it starts getting pretty soft, I flip it. I put a piece of mozzarella cheese on it, and then I take a similar size slice of fresh tomato, little olive oil on that, and salt and pepper, and throw that on the grill beside it. Now that becomes the sauce. Yep. And then, you know, you've got the melty cheese on top of the eggplant. You've got a bun. Focaccia bun would be great or something like that, ciabatta roll. Yeah. Slice it olive oil face down on the grill. It gets the marks on it. It gets the color. And then I take mayo and I mix it with a bunch of uh, very finely chopped um, uh, basil and a little garlic, finely minced garlic and some salt and pepper. Mix that together. You've got the bun. This this garlic basil aioli goes on. Then the eggplant with the melty cheese, the tomato slice some uh, shredded parmesan and your way to the races. What's really ha- good. I don't know. What? Can can we as a as a culture stop saying melty? 
It's the worst effing word ever. Like, what the... It's melting. It's melted. Or that's it. It's not melty. What the hell is melty? What does that mean? It's the worst. Sure, Greg. I think it means all those same damn things. Hold on. Hey, Siri. Oh, my God. Let's go to the authority. (laughs) Spell melty. M-E-L-T-Y. Oh, she spelled melty. Shut up. I found this. Hey, Siri. It's hard. Stop it. Spell melty. <laughs> I hate her guts. Got it. We're, we're fighting. We had an argument on the way home. So. Oh, yes. She'll win. She's not, on, she's not on my side right now. All right. Uh, I don't What's wrong with melty? It's the worst. It's, it's, oh, stop it's a, it. It's a BS made up word. Oh, I can't believe it. Here, here's, here's what I'm saying. I say everything you just said. Eggplant with a piece of melted Parmesan cheese. Go ahead. Blah, blah, blah. There you go. That's what I just said. Okay, melted past tense. But but it's already melty. Melted. It's it's already no, melted. Melty yeah. tells me it's still dripping. <laughs> Hot I melted. Do a, do a ten listener poll. A melted cheese. A ten okay. fan poll. Ask people to, to okay. go comment right now. Okay, here is we go. Is melty a word? And look, they're all on your side, so I know how this ah, is going to go. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say, do you really want me to do this, or do you know just that you're? Go just ahead. I know how it's going to go. All right. Go ahead. So tell me, melty. As a word, yes or no, and yeah. uh, Sam, we'll come. Let me hold you over for one more. We'll, we'll get into a little bit more. Not not taco, and then we'll talk about hot dogs and steak cooking. If you don't mind, let's help your let's help your people make something different. My people, all right. So as if as if the grilled eggplant parm that was pretty is not different enough that they should be making this weekend. I'm just saying, yeah, melty cheese and all. All right, stand See, by. It rolls off the tongue. I know. Oh, it more it rolls off the tongue. All right, all right. Stand by, and we'll be back with more. Sam, the cooking guy here. Let me talk to you quickly about Traeger. We love Traeger grills here. Behind every great meal is a great grill, but not just any grill. The Traeger grill and Timberlines. Traeger's most advanced grill yet. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue like a pro, no matter what your level. Thanks to the incredible wood-fired taste. Seriously. You don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. Traeger grills use all-natural hardwood pellets, so you're literally cooking with flavor. From low and slow smoked ribs to a seared steak, even a baked apple pie, Traegers can handle it all. And the Traeger Timberline makes it even easier thanks to the Wi-Fi capability. You can check on cooks, kick up temperatures, and set custom cook cycles anytime, anywhere, all right from your phone on the Traeger Grill app. In fact, if I had one on, I could go check the temperature of my brisket right now. You can find one at your local Traeger dealer or check them out online, TraegerGrills.com. If you want to fire up that barbecue game and step it up a level, Traeger shop classes are going coast-to-coast, bringing barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere they go. Taught by professional pitmasters, you'll take home the skills you need to reach barbecue glory. Find a shop class near you and sign up today at TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. That's TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. We are back. With Sam the Cooking Guy, right after this, stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. This portion of the show being brought to you by cookingpellets.com. That's right, your number one source for quality wood pellets. 
For all your pellet-driven cookers, visit cookingpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also buy them at Amazon.com. Don't forget they have a free app for you to download. So when you get great shipping rates, Cooking Pellets app will alert you. And again, that's Amazon.com or right from the website, cookingpellets.com. Sam, thanks for hanging with me. Greg, I'm here for you, my friend. All right, so I want to talk to you can about... I just tell your, can I just tell your fans one thing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, two things. I was thinking about this before. I don't know that they understand this, but you run your own board. Yeah. All of the, all of the tricks and toys and things that are going on that they see, <laughs> you do yourself. There's nobody else doing that. Correct. And and you might giggle, but it uh, to me it's very impressive. Thank you. Uh, and they need to understand that I call in at about six thirteen or six fourteen. You answer my Skype call and place it on hold while you're talking and doing other things, right. <laughs> and then you join me into the show at the appropriate time, which, by the way, is always exactly on time. Thank you. It's quite a it's quite a feat um, that you pull off there. It it started out so very simply, one monitor, uh, one board, one microphone, no cameras at all. Yeah, yeah. And then over time, it just you know. So you can, obviously nobody can see it, but I'm looking at uh, no. a monitor to my left, a monitor straight ahead, a monitor off to the right where I can see you, and then I have a fourth monitor, which is my uh, touch control board. And then I also have an iPad with uh, sound effects, things of this I, nature. I so, think, you know what? what I think it's a whole deal. Do, I think you should do a little behind the scenes one day, and it might require shooting a little footage yeah. that you can then roll and talk to, talk over while it's playing for people. But I know people are always fascinated in behind the scenes anything. So... Um, I think they'd like to see that. Yeah. But I said I wanted to mention two things. Yeah. One is how impressed I am with the way you run your show. Thank you. But two is, and I don't know, and I'm pretty certain none of your fans know this. Yeah. We've never met. In person. And no. the crazy thing is, we've never met in person. I consider you one of my very good friends. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Back at you, Wait. buddy. Like, there you go. I was waiting for that. Thanks. No doubt. I'm very, I'm very insecure. Well... That's a, that's a good way to lead it in and get that positive reinforcement. Um, <laughs> but no, but it's interesting. You know, it's funny. Uh, I've got friends from, you know, growing up that I don't see very often because they're in different cities. And yet we're still friends. You don't, you don't have to see somebody to have a, a connection, a bond. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Sam oh, joining. Sam the cooking guy joining me here. Uh, all right, so let's talk steak just for a couple minutes. I know you had steak last night. A- a- yeah, you saw it. Actually, picture. you had this steak yeah. last night for dinner. I don't know if you can see that or not, but that's the steak I you had the for dinner. you're showing. You got the corn. You got the steak all nicely sliced and fanned out. There's a salad up there, top right. I mean, it looks super yes, good. Yes, there is. Very, very good. So Thank I you. have on this show for like for the last month or so, uh, I have been putting in my own research on what I've been calling the purposeful undercooking of steaks across America, potentially across the world, but I have no interest in going anywhere else, but right here in America. And there's some great steakhouses here. Okay, Howard Stern. Yeah, Keep going. But I really don't. So I found, and I've also, I'm not the only one that has thought this. I've actually done a few, read a few different articles, I think like from Eater or some reputable food 
online Go ahead. landscape that has also supported what I've long thought to be the case, that you would go to a restaurant, you'll order, let's say, medium, and yeah. inevitably that steak is really going to come out medium rare at best. And my assertion for that is they're cooking it under solely for the purpose of not having to throw it away because if you I, take I if, get what you're saying if you if take they, the steak if over they screw it up if you take the steak over you can't bring it back if you serve it under a you're going so I think they're working two angles here I think they put that steak down undercooked in front of you and they're hoping that there's going well they know there's a percentage of people that are going to cut into it they're going to see it's underdone and go eh I'm not going to say anything I'm not confrontational I'm just going to eat it and I'll be done with it and they win or the second yeah. version is going to be somebody's going to cut into it and go put it back on for another two, three minutes and bring it up to temperature. They don't have to throw it away. Take it over, you're done with it. you got to throw it away, and potentially you're cooking a whole different one or you're crediting back off the bill. So I think right. restaurants are cooking under, but I wanted to see how much are they undercooking. So I've tasked my embedded correspondents. i got one in Texas, Oklahoma, and Tennessee, plus myself. We've been going around to various levels of steakhouses and ordering steaks we initially request at one thirty. Okay. Wait a second. This is you're a, telling me this is a research. When the, wait, when the server says, "How would you, how like, would your you like your steak?" You say one hundred and thirty degrees. I would like you to cook. Can you cook that steak to one hundred and thirty degrees? And he temper? doesn't hit you over the head with a shoe. Why should he? Well, I don't know because they're in a world of rare, medium, rare, medium, well. Yeah. Fucked up. I okay. mean. Okay. So. If they go, no. Never heard of anybody doing that in my life. No, we can't do that. I say, okay, cook it to medium because we all know, according to Meathead's food chart, medium is 135 degrees. Actually, it might be a little higher. So we've been, uh, so here's what we want. We want, so we say 130 degrees or medium. And then we want to see, and then we take our thermopens to the restaurant. You can't do that. This is research, pal. Go ahead. I don't think it's solid research. Okay. I mean, it's 100% solid research. We're asking for something, okay. and then hey, we are yes, scientifically checking it. But when the when the thing comes off the stove or yeah. the, the broiler, however they oh, the grill, however okay. that restaurant is cooking, uh-huh. and so, it rests for a couple minutes, okay. are you there I'm a, stabbing I'm your allotting for, thermopen? I'm allotting for five degrees of care. If that steak hits my table at 135, you, you have successful. hit the market. You have hit the mark. I'm allotting for carryover, all that stuff. I'm telling I would, you. I, I would love to have a private conversation with all of your fans and see how yeah. many think you're insane. That and the melty thing. Why? Because okay. I'm exposing how bad restaurants are oh. cooking steaks or how long steak. they're really holding. Well, I tell you, if Kelly you and I went out for if Kelly and I went out for dinner Saturday huh? night, yeah, server said. I, I go, I'd like the bone-in ribeye, please. And they go, sure, sir. certainly, sir. How would you like that? I go, I'd like it 129 and a half degrees. Now you're, now you're being she ridiculous. You would kick me in the nuts. You're being ridiculous. I think if you, if you went to a steak restaurant, where's the – if you went to George's, Jorge's, Javier's, right? Go ahead. You go, go to ahead. Javier's. You, okay, you, you just, probably couldn't even get any Mexican-inspired name because this is San no. Diego. By the way, I happen to know Javier's is like one of the most – Prolific so, restaurants in San Diego, and you know I'm right. Validate it. You know it. Could you get into continue. Javier's? No. Just continue. Right. Please continue. So on. go to Javier's, 
Order your steak, bone and ribeye. And Go say, ahead. When they say, how would you like that cooked? Say, can you, is it possible for you to take that to 130 degrees internal? And if they look at you like a kook, then you say, you know, you're, you know, you're no, then you say, okay, could you do it? Medium? Medium. Do me. Okay. Let me ask. Okay. Let me ask you. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, great God of the thermopan, <laughs> which by the way, okay. Everybody in your audience should have a thermopan. Well, they got at least one. At least one. F- it is the way to go. Yeah. Um, okay. Wait. So how many times have you done it? Just answer. How many times have you requested steak at a particular temperature? Just answer that first. I've done it one time so far. I'm going to do it another time over the weekend. And did they say yes or did they yes. give you the huh? No. She said yes. Okay. And the, and what happened? They they served me 135 degrees. They you were hit cool it. With that. They hit it. I told the lady, I want 130 degrees internal temperature. She said, okay. And I said, in full disclosure, I'm also going to be producing a thermometer. I'm going to tempt that thing. I'm doing some research. Oh, see, now look at What? Oh, now they did extra work on your steak in the back. Why? Because you told them you had a thermopan. Yeah. Well, now they went back and went, all right. Why does it have to change? The nerd at table seven (laughs) is doing some crazy (laughs) shit. And now we've got to get your chef. Chef, do you have your thermopan? Yes. All right. Get it out. Yeah. Heaven forbid I pay good money for a steak and you should cook it right. Oh, dear Lord. Heaven forbid, right? God. Why don't I just chuck 70 bucks out the window? All I'm saying is that you tipped your hand. By saying, I will be producing a thermometer, an instant read, the best instant read thermometer made on this planet. Yeah. I'll be temping the steak as you bring it to the table, probably as you're putting it down. I won't even wait for it to land on the table. When I go to Red the Steakhouse over the weekend, I'll just order it 130 degrees, but I will not say anything about a thermopin. You think there's going to be that big of a difference? I don't know, but I think if, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm telling you right now. And by the way, yeah, what was that restaurant that you did that 130 degrees thing at? Dante's. Yeah. Well, by the way, if you went into Dante's uh, kitchen yeah. right now, yeah, your picture would probably be <laughs> on the wall saying, "If this douchebag shows up, make sure." Jeez. <laughs> exactly. God. Right, man. Journalists get no. Uh, no props for trying to point, uh, try to to run with the story. No, but when they no, I'm trying to I, expose the underbelly walking, of the fact that people will not I'm cook saying, steak right. Walking in saying, "Can I have 130 degree steak?" I'm a little weird, but that's where I like it. <laughs> that's one thing. Yeah, I'd like a 130 degree steak, uh, Daniel. By the way, <laughs> I've got eight scientists with <laughs> with scientific equipment. Uh, and a nuclear thermometer here to check when we're done. In my pants. That's a different thing. Yeah, I'm going to stick this steak with something in my pants. It's going to tell me <laughs> if it's done or not. Um, all right. Well, let's move on from that. And topic, by the way, I, how to yeah. take the joy out of ordering a steak in a restaurant yeah. and eating. Okay. Yeah. Again, research. I'm going to task, I, I'm gonna task I you. You're doing this. You should do I it don't... for me. You should do it for me too. Oh. Right? 130 degrees. Commit. 
I don't want Daniel Vaughn said he'd do it. San Diego to say, oh my, Sam the cooking guy is a bit of a a d bag. So worried about the press steak at a certain temperature. (laughs) Who does that? And the article would go on to say, the only time we've heard anybody doing that is a Mister Greg Rampy in (laughs) Cleveland. Which is apparently he lives not too far away from that guy that held three girls in his basement. <laughs> it's ten years ago for crying out loud. God, does it matter? Hold a does couple girls in the basement against their will one time. You can't get over. Is it? Jeez, is it not a? It wasn't my dad. <laughs> Jeez, my dad. Christ. Good man, lord, man. Oh, man. All right, uh, All right. Uh, we got go a couple ahead. minutes left here. Let's go move ahead. off talk, the talk, stage. Talk, talk. Let's let's go right on to hot dogs. Yes. Do you have a preferred method? I do. I saw you I like doing the, like the, I like the cut curly Q thing or the slot dog or whatever they call it. Whatever I do. A slot dog? I don't even know what that is. Here's what I like to do. <laughs> I like to take my dog. I like to boil it for a couple minutes in a, in a pie. <laughs> Maybe three or four. I think it plumps it up. Stop laughing. <laughs> You're laughing. Mr. Thermopen in a restaurant, 130 degrees is laughing at me. <laughs> I take my hot dog, I put it in a pot, I boil it for a couple of minutes, it gets it there, it plumps it up a little bit, and then I like to finish it on a flat griddle or a a cast iron pan, super hot. Look, it's, it's cool to take a knife and do those little slits on all sides. They open up, they're just crevices to accept ketchup, mustard, Grilled onions, whatever you like to put on it. Sour cream. There's a Seattle hot dog that is famous for being the dog cooked properly. And then lots of sour cream and a ton of green onions. (laughs) That's really, really good. Yeah. Really good. All right. so So I like hot dogs in general. Let me ask you this follow-up question, by the way. July 4th, Joey Chestnut beat his uh, competition Again. eating 74 hot dogs and buns in a 10-minute time frame. It's, I'd say the kid's amazing, but he's no longer a kid. He's now, what, yeah. 34 or something? He's, he's near 40. Uh, 40. By the way, Joey Chestnut, friend of show, done the show a couple different times. Um, in a 10-minute wow, time... Impre- I'm impressed. Yeah, in a 10-minute time frame, how many hot dogs could you eat? That's oh, so funny. Ten? Uh, really? Wow. No. <laughs> I have no idea. How many? Wow. Uh, I've weighed in at six. Like tops. you're talking like your basic. Yes. One short, hot dog. Short dog. Nothing special. No, no. no foot longs. Nothing. No. Just the regular Nathan wiener, like they would eat on the hot dog competition. That's a standard wiener. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. I figure I get the first one down in oh, a minute. Easy. Right. Second one down in the second minute. There's two. You can do now eight I got more. Eight more. So that's a a dog, a, a dog and a bun in a minute. Woof. Have you actually timed this? No. What gives Have you it, the number? Would you say six? I said six. We got to do, dude. Because my thought is, we, can we do this sometime? Yeah, let's do it. We should do. We should figure out how we can do it. Or uh, we can probably Instagram live it. Right? I can share a screen with you, and we can do it. Makes sense. I'm completely down. Yeah, all right. We'll have to do it. All right. Oh, shit. I'm way off. Hey, 
I got to run. Hey. I got to run. Okay. Uh, All right, go. Sam the Cooking Guy can be found at thecookingguy.com and at Not Not Tacos and Not Not Bringing a Thermopen to her steak restaurant. <laughs> you're a <laughs> so. funny guy. All right. Um, go see him if you're in the area. Uh, also, hey, by hey. the way, if you are going to be around the Del Mar racetrack this coming weekend, Sam is going to yeah. be doing some cooking demos. Bet on barbecue. Bet on barbecue. So if you're going to be around there. Uh, say hello to my gets you all the barbecue you can eat and right. beers. Do you know I'm doing a demo? You know what I'm making? No. I'm calling it barbecued fried rice. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking uh, barbecued rib meat, barbecue chicken meats, and barbecue pork, pulled pork. Yep. Mixing it together and mixing it in to fried rice. Oh, because I know all these barbecue guys end up with a shit ton and foil pans in their yeah, fridge yeah, yeah. the next day and they go what do we do with this there you i'm go. here to tell you what to do with it fried rice like it fried rice. Yeah. Uh, if you see him say hello to my friend sterling ball from big papa smokers there's a good chance he's going to win the whole competition all right absolutely all right sam always appreciate the time my friend i'll go hug him for you thanks man right. uh, love being here. there he is sam the cooking guy right there i'm way late i mean i'm glad i looked over at the clock because i am very far behind. This is Greg the host of the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Yes. And you are listening to Little ID. Little All barbecue and grilling all the time. Now, I'll go ahead and do the quick read. Uh, Green Mountain Grills, that's right. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you are looking for something that will house a lot of food, you want to look at the Jim Bowie. That's the biggest one. You could probably do six, seven pork butts unpanned, uh, probably up to six or so if you like to cook in the pans. Daniel Boone is the middle model. Probably get four, maybe five, depending on how you stack them in there. That's pork butts. Definitely a whole packer in the Daniel Boone. And then if you're looking for portability, versatility, Davy Crockett is the way you want to go. This one will fit in all your trucks and vans and SUVs if you don't have access to a traditional power outlet. All you have to do is use 12-volt converter, plug it right into your car or whatever vehicle you have. And away it goes. You're not sacrificing a tremendous amount of capacity due to its portability easier. And don't forget, it is wood-fired. And Green Mountain Grill sells wood pellets and rubs and all the other accoutrements that you need in order to make a great cooking experience happen, whether it's on the campsite and the upcoming tailgates, which we have coming up here very shortly. College football getting ready to ramp up. The first week of preseason NFL games is already under the belt as well, so... If you're looking for something portable, Davy Crockett is definitely the one you're going to want to look at. Now, let's get back to the Daniel Boone and the Jim Bowie very quickly. Aside from the great cooking capacity and functionality of these two cookers, they also accept the Green Mountain Grill pizza oven insert. So rip the guts out of that cooker, set the pizza oven insert down, and now you have a high-heat pizza oven. You can have pizza parties, make your own pizza nights, do pizza every single night. The thin Neapolitan-style pies work exceptionally well in those. And again, wood-fired goodness all runs on pellets. Hit up GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com right now. And be sure to check out their full line of what they offer. Again, that's GreenMountainGrills.com. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. 
John Dawson weighing in with an email. Subject line, seven-pound dog. Remps, a seven-pound dog is known as a large cat. <laughs> Yo quiero pork butt. I get it. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232 or visit fireboard.com. All right. Let's wrap it up here and head to the second hour. Thanks again to Sam the Cooking Guy for joining me in the first hour. We battled on the steak issue. Did not see eye to eye there. But great to hear that Not Not Tacos is doing swimmingly at this point. A month in, so congratulations for making it the first four weeks, Sam. Continued success there. Can't wait to get out there and try them in person, hopefully sooner than later. A lot of stuff to get to in the second hour. Stick with me. We'll be right back.